0: My name is John, and I haven't had a job in 2,179 days.
1: I'm Lonnie, and I haven't had a job in 1,786 days. Welcome
0: to Guys Without Jobs.
1: Lonnie, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing amazingly well, man. I'm uh, very busy. Doing very busy. How you doing, John? Um, I'm doing about as
0: good as I can do with the circumstances that we're in right now.
1: I had a, a very, extremely busy day today. So I was so busy today that I couldn't really worry or stress about any of this uh, C-word stuff. There's, there's going to be a new C word now. The C word used to be something else. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we have a new C word.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like how you're referring to that the C word. Um, yeah, man. Jeez. Think about how different it was last week. Last week, we were just talking about like sports getting canceled. And now I right. mean, it's it's completely shifted way, way further.
1: Every week has gotten more and more extreme. And you're mm-hmm. uh, like half how far is this going to go like my state my state is on shutdown of all non-essential stuff um as of about three hours and 15 minutes ago
0: yeah and you're in louisiana uh for the viewers and listeners that don't know lonnie's in louisiana and i am in ohio and uh, from three hours from now we are in shutdown
1: oh okay well we beat y'all yeah you beat us man good job wow that i think that's probably the first time we've ever beaten uh beaten a <laughs> state up there in anything and I, I heard you told me earlier today i haven't fact checked you on this uh you said that mississippi is pretty much business is, is normal there is that right
0: that's just a random thing i saw i'm gonna have to fact check <laughs> it myself as a matter of fact i'm gonna i'm just gonna google mississippi and see what pops up right now
1: i'm, I'm sure like a lot of the um the businesses are closed, like casinos and things like that, movie theaters, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess the governor, uh, Governor Reeves is, you know, put giving a lot of pushback about closing anything.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm not, a, I don't really like to delve too much into politics, but, uh, yeah, the, um, the financial, uh, relief package or whatever that they're working on. I saw that they're fighting over it. And so nothing's getting done right now. That's nice to see. Right. Sounds about right. (laughs) So I was hoping that was going to happen fast. Not for my, not for me. um, But for everyone that needs it. Although I'll get a check, I guess. Right. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Before
0: we go too deep into this, I want to let everybody know watching and listening to this. uh, The podcast is now available on iTunes. Uh, it took like 10 days, mm-hmm. but we finally got approved and we are on uh Apple iTunes podcast. So you can find us there by searching guys without jobs.
1: Yep. And if everything goes right, then there should be a YouTube channel. Can, can I, is this too soon to announce it? Maybe I should no, have man. waited until next time. Yeah. Announce the thing. If it doesn't work out, then you know excuse me it might take a week or something but hopefully there will be a guys without jobs youtube channel where you can also watch slash listen we're doing video now Uh, we're, we're planning on releasing the full episode as one continuous video and then if you watch that and you see four or five more videos pop out during the week that are like eight minutes 10 minutes 13 minutes long and you've already watched the full episode just ignore the little videos. Those, those are going to be some some small excerpts of the whole show um, that that we're gonna we're gonna pop up there just just because it makes sense. It's an easy way for us to make content. So
0: that'll be the Cliff Notes version, you know. Somebody that doesn't have all the time to digest everything, they just want you know little snippets.
1: Yeah, millennial uh, podcast for millennials. <laughs> you know, they only got eight minutes of attention span going until they start twitching or something <laughs> you, know I'm a you know i'm a millennial right uh you're not a millennial you don't count well it's so funny that
0: the the word millennial gets thrown around so much but like i think what most people are referring to when they say millennial is actually gen z because when you are thinking millennial you're thinking kids in their 20s and younger right
1: uh yeah i would say like 20 to 29 somewhere in the yeah I, i'd say that's that. gen z that's gen z that's younger than millennials correct oh yeah those are the ones that i don't like i'm just kidding although there's probably like <laughs> there there might be like two of those watching you know, like listening or watching this <laughs> right
0: but, i mean it depends on what list you look at i mean you know birth years i've seen variations of a lot of things for the actual you know millennial and gen z and gen x but like Generally speaking, millennials are right now about like
1: 31 and up. Screw labels, man. Right, exactly. It's it almost like, like, what do you do for a living, John? You know, <laughs> Can't label me, bro. <laughs> what do I not do for a living? One thing we don't do for a living is have a friggin' job. That's the truth.
0: <laughs> um, so it, if we do successfully launch the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I will put a link down in the description of the podcast to the channel.
1: Yeah. And it should be called guys without jobs, YouTube channel. And yeah, hopefully that's not taken. Did we check? It doesn't matter if it's taken. We'll blow, we'll blow them off the channel. All right. You can have the same name as another YouTube channel. And then we'll just, we'll overpower whoever has it already. Cause I'm sure they, they're not like getting many views or anything, I guess anyway.
0: I'm curious now. I'm going to check it. Okay.
1: Check it out. Well, John, um, my wife, Candace, her, her, her work continues because she's at a bank, which is essential. Yeah. She's considered essential, but they, what, they close the lobby? They close the lobby. So it's drive-through only. Like usually she would either work at the counter or a lot of times at the desk doing loan apps and stuff like that, you know, whatever opening accounts or whatever it is, but they're, uh, like right now, they're actually installing a plexiglass thing at the counter. So I think Mm -hmm. they're going to try and reopen the lobby with this plexiglass in between the customers and, uh, the workers, the employees there and check this out. I know a lot of people are going to be hurting through this thing, but I got shout out to capital one who is not sponsoring this, but there's, kind of sponsoring our family because she works there and that's where I get my health insurance. That's what jobs are good for (laughs) health insurance. But um, they are actually paying their employees. They're working an extra $10 an hour right now on top of their normal pay. You were cutting out there a little bit, Lonnie. Did you say $10 an hour extra? Yep. $10 an hour over and above what they normally make. So I thought that's pretty cool. And they've done stuff like that before. Uh, like when our house flooded, they dropped two grand in her bank account. Just like, here you go. Here's two grand. <laughs> Dang. No strings, no no forms, no nothing. There's, her manager just made a phone call and then boom, money was there. Wow. And they've done that kind of stuff for a lot of people before that have been in like, you know, bad situation or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have money available that they do that with all the time. So they're real good. Uh, community partner and of course they make all that money off the credit cards and stuff like that right Um, right but they're good to their employees as far as i could tell how how is whitney's um working from home going or like has she had any impact
0: yeah it's funny you ask so like last week she had a full work from home week it was her first week and it was going pretty good and then all this corona stuff happened and the kids daycare closed as a friday so for the next two, maybe three weeks, uh, both the kids are home. Uh, so we've got a 10 month old son and four year old daughter and 15 year old foster daughter, and they're all home. None of them are in school. So obviously the little, you know, our foster daughter can take care of herself. She's 15, but the little kids, you know, obviously need tending to. So we kind of came up with the game plan. We're like half the day. I watch the kids while she works, the other half, she washes the kids while I work, and today was the wow. first day of doing that. So, um, it, it went okay. I mean, about as good as you can expect it to go.
1: Eleven and seventeen is much easier. That's what I what's that's what I yeah. have. They're uh, pretty
0: self sufficient, you know. They're
1: yeah, they're not wearing diapers. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. Man, yeah, I feel for y'all. But her job, though, as far as like, she still working and yeah. gainfully like doing what she does right yep. now yeah so far so good okay well so and,
0: and you're still working i'm still working yeah um and i have got a pretty big death pile uh for those of you watching and listening if you are not resellers um a death pile is basically a huge <laughs> stockpile of old inventory that you have not listed yet. Um, somebody a few years ago coined the phrase death pile. Cause like a lot of people just kind of look at it like, Oh God, like when am I going to list this stuff? You know, just kind of like hangs over your head, but yeah. to be honest, man, I'm, I'm
1: really grateful that I've got it now. And I'm sure a lot of resellers are
0: that, that had a death pile.
1: Yeah. That's what, like I've, a lot of times on youtube my viewers will say line you need to list all that stuff over there it's clogging up the shed blah blah blah. <laughs> i was holding on to it in case of a pandemic yeah, and here see? it is you <laughs> look like go. a genius i know i planned this all out <laughs> oh man i actually i have that stuff but then um i don't know four days ago or so i went and spend another $3,000 on more inventory <laughs> It never stops. <laughs> never stops. There's no, um, uh, I don't, I know we're not going to make this an eBay centric show, but the longer you do this and John can attest to this too, uh, sourcing inventory or finding things to sell is real low on my list of problems. And I think it is on yours too, John, like that is not yeah, a is. problem.
0: No, that's not the case though. When you first get started, it's when you first get started, it's, it's a tough go to to find good stuff to list. And I think a lot of resellers frequent thrift stores and now obviously all thrift stores are pretty much closed. I had some people coming on a video of mine and said that some of theirs were still open or open a couple days a week. Um, but for the majority, I think pretty much all thrift stores are closed.
1: I don't think I would be going in there anyway, even if it was open, man, unless I mean, unless I just absolutely had to, mm-hmm. Yeah, know? that's, that's what we're going to be running up on though. Like that's with this, with the C word. Um, there's like, what percentage of people do you think live kind of paycheck to paycheck or week to week or two weeks to week, two weeks or month to month, even. Um, I'd say about 40% of the country. I think it might be higher. You think so? Really? I think it's definitely over 50, I don't know who, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing, but those people, man, like what happens when they run out of money? I have no idea. And they can't work. Yeah. Like go get a job. Uh, everything's closed, dude. <laughs> yeah. Where am I going to work?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw the governor of Ohio cause I've been following his uh, Twitter feed. Cause like, he's been pretty good about like announcing things. A few days in advance like he'll mm-hmm. be like hey get prepared for this it's gonna happen blah 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 and he he tweeted something you know somebody was saying like yeah i can't work and he's like "All oh, these places are hiring it was like grocery stores and this and that and it's like okay so get a get a job there to work for a month and then quit like yeah go catch yeah go
1: work at the at the grocery store catch the c word and <laughs> i mean seriously man those guys that work at the grocery stores they should they all deserve a medal right now yeah yep just think if they if these people weren't showing up to do their job every day can you imagine the freak out and the panic that would be going on right now be pure chaos it would be like i don't see like i hope i don't know if walmart that's where we usually go is walmart you know like the neighborhood walmart place Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're paying these guys extra money right now, but man, I sure hope so. Like, I sure hope they're getting like a really nice, really nicely compensated because they're putting their lives on the line when they go to work.
0: Yeah, it's totally hazard pay. And I feel like probably once all this is said and done and things go back to normal, I think you'll see some lawsuits from different, you know, chains like that, whether it's Walmart or Target or whatever, and employees that probably didn't feel like they got compensated fairly and probably a high percentage of those are going to get the C word, you know, and they're going to look back and say, well, why did I do this? And get, you know, basically almost guaranteed to get this virus and then make the same money. Like that doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. It, it really, I think a lot of people are going to really change the way they view um, they view these employees too. Cause like the, the way I look at them right now, Is totally different from the way I looked at the guys and girls that are working at, like checking, like doing the checkout, stocking the Mm -hmm. shelves, and all that. I didn't think they were that big of a deal. Uh, You know, low end job, whatever. You know, it's nice to have them there. But right now, I mean, they are—they have the most important function, one of the most important functions in the country, along with all the trucks, the truckers, and Mm -hmm. all those other people, like keeping all these stores. Like we're just—it feels like. I don't want to get too crazy here, but it feels like we're just on the edge of some kind of like breakdown. And that's like the only thing kind of keeping us together right now. Yeah. That, that's what it feels like.
0: Yeah. All right. We've got some listener questions. Um, we said this in the last episode, and we want to tell you guys again now. If you go to our website, twoguyswithoutjobs.com, it's two it's T W O guys dot com. you can send us questions um and messages so you, there'll be a message icon you click on that and you will record a voice message and we would love to hear your questions we will try to answer one or two questions every episode and i have two questions from adam you ready to hear one line
1: yeah let's do it
2: hey guys it's adam waits over on youtube i'm wondering what y'all's responses to people who say it's wrong to resell because of all of the mass hysteria lately it's been everywhere in the news that it's morally wrong to buy hand sanitizer for 50 cents and mark it up to 500 bucks that aside just for normal everyday items that we pick and thrift you know for a couple bucks and we sell for good profit um, a lot of people are starting to look down on it at least in my area um they look down on resellers who make a profit for putting in the work of finding something in a thrift store and reselling it so what's your response to people who say it's morally wrong to resell items it Take a lot hmm That
1: that's that's an interesting question uh, like so he, he's basically saying that all right we know price gouging is wrong right
0: yeah, so let's get that out of the way. He was talking about the hand sanitizer. Um, that is a completely different thing. Uh, when people are in times of crisis, in a lot of states, it is illegal to price gouge you know essential items that they need, uh, like hand sanitizer right now. so that's that's a completely different scenario. Um, that aside if if someone believes that reselling is morally wrong, then they should not shop period. They should they should source everything they use or make everything they use because you cannot go to any kind of store, whether it's Walmart, Target, whatever, buy something that's not being resold because everything in those stores are bought and resold for a profit. That's just the definition of capitalism.
1: It is, but I'll tell you, I think he makes a good point there. All the bad press that resellers have gotten
2: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. from
1: this. Okay, public opinion say it was right here, prior to C word. <laughs> uh, now, like after C word is over, public opinion will be here. Yeah. Of resellers in general, whether or not you're you're selling, you know, essentials, water, food, hand sanitizer, bleach, whatever, uh, that that public opinion is going to be a lot lower for sure. Yeah,
0: and yeah, for those of you listening and not watching, Lonnie had his hand right above his nose and then he lowered it (laughs) to right about his chest
1: (laughs) right about nipple level went nose to nipple there (laughs) that helps you out
0: (laughs) no you're right though and like i'll get comments on videos you know like how could you offer so little or you know why didn't you pay more than they were asking for it it's just it's funny people's perception of this what we do
1: yeah it takes you know what i hate to say it but it takes takes a certain amount of greed be a reseller it really it really does because i'm like this is how i make a living i make a living doing this just like when you call the plumber over to fix your toilet and he charges you 150 dollars for a half hour of work and you're like you mumble and grumble and then you pay it i'm the plumber
2: you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: that's and 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 most of us like the doctors they got to get paid like everybody gets paid for what they do Um, but you know, it's funny yes, that question because today I brought 35 packages or something over to the post office. It took me three trips with Ikea bags, bringing the Mm -hmm. packages in (laughs) and, uh, I was thinking as I was bringing the, bringing them in. And by the way, the line of people inside of the lobby there, there's a sign that says six feet distance. They were about two feet apart. Yeah. Like what are you people doing like what why are y'all doing this now me i just scurry over to the empty counter drop my stuff and yeah but i was thinking though as i was unloading all this stuff and these people are standing there in line looking at me i'm like did they think i'm price gouging and like this is like boxes of toilet paper and (laughs) you know and medicine you know and this and that they like is yeah. that what they think i'm doing here because like bro i want to tell them i want to say hey this is like jigsaw puzzle this is a model <laughs> <laughs> this oh this is a video game these some movies y'all yeah okay, i'm not a, i'm not a dirty price gouger reseller i promise <laughs>
0: check my boxes
1: right yes <laughs> so i that thought did cross my mind uh, that yeah the the, the public opinion of resellers is definitely scarred from this. What was his original question though?
0: Do we think it's morally wrong? Oh no, of course. Yeah, not. Yeah. I don't, I don't think do so not. either.
1: And I also don't feel compelled to change someone's, someone else's mind otherwise. Um, yeah. Me <laughs> I mean, neither. He know. has
0: a second question. That's a pretty good one too. I'm going to go ahead and play it.
1: Okay.
2: Hey guys, Adam again. Have another question. Uh, since becoming resellers and being so knowledgeable on so many different items, has that totally ruined your ability to go shopping for everyday items? Uh, for me, for example, I will literally never buy another shirt uh, full price ever again because I know chances are I can find the same shirt or you know something similar at the thrift store a week later for like a couple bucks. So has uh, becoming a reseller and, and knowing the inherent value of items of what they're worth and what they sell for, has that just totally ruined the way that you look at everyday things? Uh, Cause it definitely has for me. Anyway, thanks a lot. Love the show. Keep it up.
0: I'll let you start this one. I started the last one.
1: Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I don't typically, I know I'm going to catch a little heat for this probably. Um, I think for the most part, I think used clothes and shoes for the most part, I think it's pretty gross. I that's just not something I do. Okay. And I I know I could catch some heat or whatever. Not my thing. How do you feel about like,
0: I'm not surprised by that. First, (laughs) I want to say, Adam, thank you for the questions. Man, I really appreciate it. Good questions, man. I'm not surprised by that because, you know, you get grossed out by pulling a cardboard box out of a dumpster.
1: Yes, I do. I'm not a dumpster diver kind of guy either. (laughs) I'm not a a diver, man.
0: We've had this conversation. Um, Yeah, I I get my boxes out of dumpsters, you know. They have cardboard dumpsters where there's, you know, the only thing that are thrown in there is cardboard, and I just pull them out, you know, and Lonnie labels me a dumpster diver.
1: I like to buy brand new boxes from virgin forest <laughs> fresh cut <laughs> no i'm kidding i well i do buy mostly new boxes and use yeah. them mostly don't you
0: car. care about money? don't you care about the planet i'm recycling these boxes
1: i do I'm giving them second life third life i do i used actually i did use a recycle box today i used a uh, nice I Think it was a cookie box or something. Not like a cookie package, <laughs> but like <laughs> not like not like a Girl Scout cookie box that I put some stuff <laughs> okay. in. But I mean, That's like what a, I'm picturing a shipping box that would yeah. hold multiple. You know.
0: Right.
1: Um. So I don't. Yeah, but in general, I like to get stuff on sale. I don't like paying full retail. That there are some exceptions that we'll make. Mm-hmm. Like, like if my, if my daughter needs a dress and she mm-hmm. wants this or that dress, well, suck it up. I'm I'm going to suck it up and pay it. Yeah. You know, um, obviously if we want to go out to a nice restaurant, I'll pay that. I won't try and negotiate the bill with the restaurant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but, but like, as far as like buying a brand new car, uh, probably I'm going to try not to do that because I think yeah. you get taken there it hasn't really honestly it hasn't really changed my like as a family I buying too much because i want candace Candace hasn't made that change, you know yeah so I, but but not that much man like i i'm I'm pretty good at separating work and family stuff, but I never have liked paying full retail anyway.
0: He mentioned finding stuff at thrift stores. Um, I don't really go to thrift stores, but during garage sale season, which is probably like April to September, I definitely am conscious of what I'm buying and like what the family's buying. Because like, Whitney, you will say like, hey, you know, I really want a coffee table or something. And I'm like, I'll mm-hmm. find one at a garage sale. Give me like a week or two. Yeah. And it seems like anytime we need something, I find it pretty quick. And it's, you know, way cheaper than, than paying retail. And Whitney's pretty frugal too. So, you know, we're, we're trying to be... Pretty price conscientious. I'd say like seventy five percent of my wardrobe is from garage sales. This hoodie right here, garage sale. this T-shirt, garage sale. Like uh, pretty much all my clothes. I mean, I wash them obviously. You you I, have a disgusted look on your face I, right I, now.
1: Well, no, I'm just the reason <laughs> is like I'm not judging you or anything. But the reason I have that look on my face is I'm thinking about last year when I actually tried to wear. A used pair of shoes which i did i did i wore a used pair of shoes for about three months a pair of pf flyers they're pretty cool shoes pretty nice. snazzy but every time i put them on like i know my foot gets a little sweaty and whatnot <laughs> and every time i put them on i'm like i'm sharing foot funk whatever <laughs> somebody else's sweaty nasty foot size yeah. 13 foot has been in this shoe <laughs> And now I'm doing it too. And it's like I don't even know who this person is, or or anything. You know, I maybe the shoes. The shoes are way worse than like. I think
0: so. Yeah, that's a whole other level of it. But
1: foot funk is a little harder to get out than just you know washing a t-shirt. Yeah, I've 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 had a couple of uh. Let, let's not kid ourselves. Resellers don't really wear um, don't really wear that. Well, it, I'll speak for myself. My uniform of the day is typically one of five or six different t-shirts and a pair of shorts yep so we're not talking about big money anyway no absolutely not
0: what do you got on your agenda i know you got a big list there lonnie what do you want to talk about
1: i have a yeah i have a big list oh you know here here's can i talk about c word some more i mean like i got oh, everything God, on man, my, i thought we moved on you can't move on from c word that's all anybody's <laughs> that's all there is is c word right now all right, let's hear it. What you got? Yeah. Okay. Here is like an observation I made. Like when you go out in public now, this is the way I feel. I will look around. I go to like the grocery store, and I'm like <laughs> trying to like darting, darting around, trying yeah. to keep the six foot thing going. And they're <laughs> they're like like zombies, like trying to make it harder.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, like they don't. Nobody else is cognizant of this distancing thing. Right. But I am looking. Like when I go out in public now and I see other human beings, I look at them like they're trying to hurt me, and they're all the enemy. (laughs) You do not feel this?
0: Yeah, I actually had to go to the grocery store today. I wasn't excited about doing it, but I had to go, and I'm I'm walking around, and like, there's just a different vibe, you know? Like, people used to look you in the eye, like, smile. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, and like, now they're like,
1: get the hell away from me
0: yeah like everybody's on edge like i i I don't suffer from anxiety but i got a lot of anxiety being in that grocery store and can you imagine working in there right now oh
1: man i i don't know yeah i i don't know i don't know how they do that either but like every human being that i'm looking at now it's like are you the one that's going to kill me <laughs> Are you gonna kill me? Yeah, you look you look all regular and all, but you're you're gonna try and give me the C, aren't you? <laughs> you're just trying to try and drop that C on me. And I look at I look at every human being as like out to get me. They're the enemy. And I'm just wondering, like, after C word is over with, this is behind us, hopefully mm-hmm. not too long from now. How long is it gonna take to where we look at fellow humans as humans again? Like I hope this doesn't hurt like just. Our relationships are our, you know, day to day treating other and how we treat other people, you know, moving forward.
0: Yeah. I think for some people, it's going to take a while, a few months after all this is said and done. Cause I mean, we're being trained right now to like rethink and redo everything. You right. Know?
1: Right. Like, do not get close to anybody. Yeah. It's like, I mean, in we're
0: effort. in, we're in boot camp. We're in C word boot camp. <laughs> And our our brains and bodies are being programmed differently. So yeah, even after it's all said and done, like we're gonna have to retrain ourselves to act normal.
1: Do you look at the at the people in your house? Do you look at them differently? No, of course not. Okay, I'm just asking.
0: Just a you question. must, I guess. You you brought up the question. Are you looking at your wife, your kids I think about it
1: because she goes out to work every day, and and well, does like, she wash her hands when she comes home? Well, she does. Like she takes all the precautions she can, but she's still out there. Yeah. You know, I mean, nobody thinks they're going to get it. I don't think.
0: It's true. What's really scary is they say that you can like spread it and be contagious and not show any signs. So I could have it right now. I don't know. I could have given it to my whole family today. Yeah. That's the scary
1: part. This is like, what do you, (laughs) what do you think people are doing to cope? I guess. I'll tell you one thing they're doing to cope. And then you give me one. I, one way they're coping is they're consuming a lot of media like this mm-hmm. or, or YouTube video. YouTube views are up for me, even though I'm not even releasing videos right now very much. Like, What what ways do you think people are coping with this?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Just something to distract you. Um, just staying busy. Alcohol would be one. I've had a <laughs> had a few drinks. Yeah.
1: I'm holding I'm up, I got mine right here. For those of you, uh, you're drinking a beer, a Duff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is a uh, koozie I got
1: from Universal Studios. If, if for th- those of you listening to the podcast, um, John has a beer in a Duff koozie. And I'm holding up a truly hard seltzer because I'm on a diet.
0: We well, are not sponsored by truly.
1: No, we're not. But if they wanted to, I would. Yeah. I would sign up for that. You know, case a week for uh plus cash. I would want cash too, but I would want to <laughs> case of truly I a week that, some um, cash. I learned that
0: alcohol companies are not allowed to give out any kind of free alcohol for any kind of endorsements or anything mm. because when we had our reseller six pack show, yep. I reached out to some, you know, breweries and different things, and they are all said the same thing. They're like, "Yeah, we'll sponsor you, but like, we can't give you
1: John beer. John, like, oh, man. you didn't even care about like getting paid or the monetary value. You just wanted to be able to brag that, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sponsored by a beer by a brewery. I get yeah, my, of course, I drink I for free, beer. free.
0: Yeah, that's the dream. Free beer. Are you kidding
1: me? <laughs> I can't drink the beer right now though, John. It's too fattening. Yeah. So actually, um, I mentioned the weight loss bet stuff last time, or was it time or time before last? Yeah, that was last week. And, uh, I have a, my first bet is coming due on the 27th and I weighed myself yesterday and I am 2.2 pounds overweight for that bet that is due on the 27th. So you've got four days to cut weight. I've got four days. I didn't weigh today. I've got four days to lose 2.2, 2.2 pounds. So we'll see if I can do it. I, I'm i thinking about – now here's where, here's where these diet bet sites could be kind of dangerous, right? Like what if I'm a half pound off like the night before? What are you yeah. going to do? I don't know. I'm going to start looking up, looking to see what jockeys do to make their weights, you know? <laughs> or, or boxers you know like, yeah okay they I, I gotta cut weight fast yeah you yeah know? it's like okay how do i lose all this water weight or whatever it is you know like,
0: sweat it out man you gotta sweat it out i see guys running with like garbage bags wearing garbage bags just sweating it out bunch of layers th-
1: this particular diet bet though i joined like a week late so i didn't really give myself the full amount of time and that's mm-hmm. why i'm going to be like coming right down to the wire trying to make weight. But uh, I definitely don't want to fail my first bet. So wish me luck. You can do it, Lonnie. I think I I, 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 believe think I can. You. Thank you. Thank you. I'm working hard, man. I walked uh, four my, I went to the park. That's another thing you can do to cope uh, to get your mind off of it. Go play a podcast like this podcast or some other podcast or some music or an audio book or whatever go to the park I think most of y'all can still or, or go walk down the sidewalk or whatever go for an hour-long walk and um, I, I since I've been doing that it's been like a great way to kind of reset clear my head come up with great ideas like do, do you find it like you've been exercising a pretty good bit too right John
0: Yeah. And I've had to get creative with it because, um, the gyms are closed, right? You know, so I'll I'll like dance with my kids and, you know, just do goofy stuff in the house to try to get some exercise in. Um, so you're talking about some of these great ideas. You want to share one with us?
1: Um, wow. do you have one like in mind in particular?
0: I don't know, you you got so excited talking about like, yeah, I go, I go on these walks and I clear my head and I get great ideas.
1: Well, uh, I feel like a lot of times I'll come up with ideas for like videos or even for like this podcast. I'll think of topics. Um, I did a lot of thinking about like uh, yesterday I was like, John, John, I have this idea. I think we can make some YouTube content out of this stuff too. And went on and on and on. And a lot of that stuff happen. A lot of that thinking happens during while exercising. Nice. So, you do you ever come up with like I like because I I can't come up like with a great idea unless my I can clear my mind first mm-hmm. of day to day. Got to pay the bills. Got to get the shipments out. Got to pick up the kids. Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to do right. dinner. That stuff has to be gone, and then I can do my best thinking. And yeah. None of that happens while I'm doing my laps around the track at the park. It's all me. It's all, all my time. So is it like that for you or not?
0: I get little, um, little pockets of time during the day. Cause like, obviously before the C word, I would work by myself all day and like, I'd, you know, be in the groove of shipping things, listing things, but like, I'd have little pockets of time where I'm like, listening to music and not really doing anything or if I'm in the car and kind of either listening to a podcast or listening to music and like my mind will just kind of wander and I'll start piecing things together here and there. Like what will happen is like, for instance, with this podcast, you and I were talking back and forth like we always did, you know, on Mm -hmm. Facebook Messenger. And I'm thinking like, man, it would be really cool if we had a way to kind of, share this conversation with people. Cause I think a lot of the people that watch our channels would be interested in that. And it's like, how do we do that? And I just give it a lot of thought. It's like, you know, a podcast makes sense. You know, let's
1: do this. Well, we've done a show together before too. Uh, we
0: have, I don't think it was quite like this though. I think that mm-hmm. It was very focused on eBay, very focused on reselling. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't, we didn't talk very much about our personal lives, you know, about random stuff. Right
1: and also i felt like like okay so audience interaction participation whatever it's awesome like that's like the listener questions honestly for me the listener questions so far have been like the best part of this show for me yep i agree but on the other hand on youtube live streaming anywhere and then you're like oh hey uh what i'll let you make up a name cuz you're good at those Give me, give me a good picker name there, John. Bill the Flipper. <laughs> yeah, hey, Bill the Flipper. So glad you came in. Thanks for the super chat. Blah, 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 blah. Ad infinitum. And then it, like, it becomes like a big distraction. So I like, I which I like the interaction, obviously. The live interaction is great. But I, I can also appreciate the focus and not, no, no, just, um, uh, no interruptions or anything like that of this format too. And it's not live. So if we, if John goes on some crazy rant that he regrets later, he could cut it out.
0: <laughs> which is very possible. Cause I had a handful of beers tonight. Um, you're right though. The live show is a completely different dynamic and <clears throat> it, you never really know which way it's going to go. Cause you'll want to be talking about something and then, the chat just goes crazy and you've just got to totally shift what you're doing.
1: Right. And then, um, as, as a consumer of these different types of content, uh, I don't like when they talk, when people talk to the live audience and I listen to it later, I feel like, man, I missed out on that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like I, I w- I'm not really part of this. Like I missed right. out already. It's too late. So,
0: but yeah, yeah, catching the live show is, is way better than watching it after the fact for sure. I don't know about you, but personally I get a little bit more anxious doing a live show versus this because I see all those names in the chat and I'm thinking like oh man, those are all eyes on me right now. Like and it just like makes me nervous about like what yeah. I need to say and you know how I'm gonna
1: say it and And then and then Craigslist Hunter's like, hey guys I'm like, Oh my god, Craigslist Hunter's you <laughs> He's starstruck. Steven Stafford in the chat. Oh God, what are we gonna do now? Don't mess we, up.
0: Don't screw up.
2: Be
1: cool.
0: <laughs> no, those guys are awesome. I love Pete and Steven stuff.
1: Do, do we have any more listener stuff?
0: Yeah, we got another question.
1: Why don't you run one, man? We need, we need something here. we right. little change of subject.
2: Hi, guys. My name's Matt, and I resell part-time, and I've learned a lot by watching both of you. I've been listening to my death pile and I have three large albums of photos from the 1930s to 1950s. Most are candid and they're really cool. What's the best way to sell these? I don't need to milk every dollar out of them. Should I sell them in one lot or lots by content? I know Lonnie has sold these in the past, so I'm hoping you have some insight. Thanks.
1: Who? you know what I want? John and I, sometimes we agree on the way we we sell things, but I'd say a lot of times we have totally different, totally different approaches. So I I would like to hear John's answer to that question first.
0: Okay. So I have not done a whole lot with photographs and I don't know a whole lot about them. Um, but what I would do, the way I would handle that and the way I tend to handle, but if I've got a big bulk, a lot of stuff is I will designate how much time I want to spend kind of picking out the cherries, you know, things that I think are going to be able to individually list for maybe like $15 or more as opposed to group lotting them. So I would, I would look at them and I'd say, okay, look, I'm I'll dedicate two hours and I'll look through these and try to, you know, look up some comps and see what's worth, you know, selling separately and then cut off the time at that point. Cause then like these things can be a rabbit hole, you know, you start looking up comps and 10 hours later, you know, you, you've you've got a pile of photos, and it's like, man, I've invested all this time. I really need to make some money on these. So, that being said, I dig into them, and I would, I think, I would look for you girls, different girls. Oh,
1: okay, you went right there. You're looking for girls. Well, no, in that, in that, way, wouldn't that be like number one?
0: Thing? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know photos. I, uh, from what I've heard from people that sell ephemera and photographs, um, it seems like people holding guns hunting, fishing, things that can be tied to a hobby or sport. Um, I don't think you're just wanting two people standing in there posing for a picture. I don't think no. that's going to do it. You need something, you know, a kid riding a bicycle, uh, something
1: else. I saw one, I, I had a really cool photo that I sold. Uh, it was forties era and it was guy airing up a tiger, airing up a tire on his old car. Of course. And he had a cigarette dangling out of his mouth. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's like that. That was, I thought that was a cool scene. So I that think I cool would, scene. like that type, and I think I got 10 bucks for it, you know, mm-hmm. but that would be something that I would pull out and list separately. Yeah. But then just like, like you say, a couple of people, like nondescript type people just standing on a hill. That, that would maybe get, bundled in with a bunch of other photos right
0: yeah i think so didn't you recently was it last year that we were in tennessee yep um doing the highway 70 sale and you bought a big bag of old photographs
1: yep i did and i've done very well on them i paid like five bucks for the bag and they're from like the 40s a lot of war photos Mm -hmm. and the ones with soldiers in them and stuff they sold pretty well. Uh, the ones with, um, you know, when I say girls, I don't mean, like, young girls. I mean, like, you know. Women. Uh, women. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, those those do pretty well. But the more descriptive you can get, the better. Like, Red Cross nurse sitting at desk on phone call or something like that. Just, And I thought that would be interesting. Um, you know, three soldiers smoking a cigarette or, or whatever, whatever it is like that. If you if you can make a title for it that you think it's pretty good pretty quickly, pull those out to the side, the rest of them I would bundle up. And John is a John is the king of bundling up and moving on. And I think that's what I would especially based it would kind of depend on the price you paid too, right?
0: Yeah. If you've invested a lot of money, then it might make sense to go ahead and invest some more time, you know, milking that as much as you can. But yeah, if you got them cheap, then pull out some cherries and, you know,
1: list them and then bulk a lot the rest and move on. Most of the, most every time that I've gone, taken the trouble to go through and like, I'm going to list every single one of these individually, I've al- almost always regretted it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just about every yeah. time. Just about. So, um, another like there's some good sources though. Like neither John or I are like specialists in fo- photos. Um, I would recommend maybe going to look at Popeye's postcards because that's similar. Um, and he'll have tips for like subject matter that tends to do better than o- other subject matter, and selling that kind of stuff, um, and how to ship it and list it and all that kind of stuff. Because at that point. If you're doing singles, uh, one of the keys is just like getting your process down and doing it as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, Popeye's Postcards is a YouTube channel. Yes, and he's got what a million? Does he have a million
1: listings? I don't Postcards? know. It's it's definitely like hundred thousand to a million type range. Huge. Uh, so that I think that, and I think he does a lot of his buying like on eBay. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll he'll buy actually. Lots. Buy in lots from a guy like me or John, Uh, and then he'll he'll find the he specializes in that, so he uses his knowledge to make money off of what we don't know. Mm -hmm. People like us don't know, which is cool because we don't want to be experts in everything, (laughs) right? Yeah,
0: what I what I hear a lot of times, like if I make a sale and it sells within the hour or sells like the same day, I'll get a comment like, "Oh, you sold that too cheap," (laughs) and I would rather buy an item for a dollar and sell it for a hundred. And, you know, knowing that I sold it too cheap, then like wait a month, two months, three months, a year to get an extra 20 bucks. Like I would rather just get it moved, maybe take 10% less, get my profit and put that money into the next buy. Yeah. Like somebody else can make money on the other end. That's fine with me. Like it, it doesn't matter.
1: Now here's a, here's a, here's a counterpoint too. like, if it's your first time dealing with photos maybe you do try and sell a lot of singles because you know what you're going to learn a ton by doing that. Yep. So any, like if you do end up listening to a lot of singles and you feel like you wasted your time, uh, that, that was, that time was tuition and you're going to learn a bunch. So either way, I don't think you can go wrong.
0: That's, that's a really good way to put it. Um, a lot of people watching this and listening to this probably know I bought 50 pallets of media. <laughs> Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think now it's March. It's been, I guess a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Right right around then when I bought it and it took me six months to flip it and I had to hire a team and I decided to pretty much look through every piece because I knew there'd be a lot of cherries and there were a lot of cherries, a lot of really valuable video games, software, everything. And I I touched so many pieces of media and I looked up so many things that it was an absolute education. And now <clears throat> whenever I go to a sale, I can look through VHS tapes, mm-hmm. CDs, cassette tapes, DVDs, all that stuff. And I can usually pull some cherries out
1: of there to resell. So would you do that again? Would you buy those 50 pallets again? <laughs> Knowing what I know now? Yeah.
0: I would probably try to flip them faster.
1: Like flip them without even looking through them. Yep. Yeah.
0: Knowing at least knowing now that I have that education, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause I don't, I don't think I could tackle
1: it. it. It was such a big task. Well, it took a lot of man hours. You had employees oh, it was at the crazy. time. Crazy.
0: Yeah. You I had, you like had to 10, hire
1: additional labor.
0: 10 people were, it was nuts. I had a sweatshop. In my warehouse. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it was crazy.
1: Yeah. But, but yeah, good question, man. I use this there. That's, that's my answer. Use this as a learning opportunity and uh, yeah, best of luck with it though. Yeah. And
0: uh, report back to us too. And that question was from Matt guards, guards I might be mispronouncing that. I apologize, but Matt, thank you for the
1: question. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Lonnie, what else you got, man? Um I've got a lot of C word notes. Oh, by the way, that's going to be the title of the show. <laughs> is the C word. Episode 3 <laughs> the C word. Uh, let's see what else do I have. Um Oh, here's what I have. How is business for you? Right. Business
0: now? is surprisingly good. Uh the past week to 2 weeks I think have been like my best weeks of the year. Uh, I don't know if people are just online buying or what, but like my phone has just been cha-chinging all day long.
1: Yeah. Cha-chinging. And if you're not an eBay seller, uh, cha-chinging is when your phone goes cha-ching like a old, old school cash register. That means you made a sale. Yep. So we all live for the cha-ching that makes us salivate. Yeah, mine my, my sales are good too. Um, you think it's going to continue like this, or what? What do you think?
0: I don't know. I think the longer this goes, the, I think the more uneasy and unsure people will be of their financial situation. You know, after not getting a paycheck for two, three weeks, i don't think people are going to be spending as freely.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think we'll have a slight influx of sales right now, e-commerce sales right now. And then as money dries out, then the sales are going to slow down a lot. And, um, you know what, you know what the best part about that is, is that we control our hours, right? So if, if, our um, result is 40% less than it used to be. Well, we can put in another, an extra two to three hours of work a day. I mean, I don't don't love it, but I have like, as someone that works for myself, I have that opportunity or that ability to do that. I can, you can kind of turn the valve off or on with that number of hours you work.
0: Yeah. And that, that goes right into something I made a note to talk to you about. Um, so Lonnie and I chat on Facebook messenger and I think we talked about in previous episode, you know, he'll send me a message and it might take me a couple hours to respond and then I I text him back. And the other day I woke up at like 4am, I had to go to the bathroom (laughs) and I checked my phone and I saw that I had gotten a message overnight from Lonnie. So I replied, you know, thinking he'd be asleep. He <laughs> responds immediately and says, You awake? And I'm thinking, Why are you awake, Lonnie? Because he and I keep completely different hours. And I just want to ask you, What is your typical work week schedule like?
1: Well, it's different now. Like, I, I have been on a healthy work schedule until the past week. What's healthy? Nine to five? No, not nine to five. I would, I've been doing like, eight eight thirty to five thirty six and then I'm a will knock off for the night I've been doing that for about a month and I've I've been doing really well with that but then ever since C word I'm I'm feeling a little a little bit apprehensive. I made a big buy the other day and it's not a great time to tie up a bunch of capital. I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen moving forward and I just wanted to get that stuff up Mm-hmm. up and available for sale as soon as possible. So I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to pull an all nighter. Let's go, let's do it. And, um, uh, that's what I did. And I've gotten like 70 items up now for a total value of around three grand. And I still have a bunch of stuff left to list, but I felt some pressure and I felt some apprehension and I had the ability to do something about it by just working more. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, like, do you ever do that, John? Do you ever like, say, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm, I'm falling behind and you just say, screw it. Let's go.
0: I do. Uh, I'm pretty limited though, obviously with the kids, not that you're not limited with your kids. Um, but you know, being as young as they are, they kind of dictate my schedule. Right. Um, I know what you mean though. When you hand over $3,000 of cash, it'll light a fire under your butt to get going.
1: And I wasn't even, I'm still not sure, like, how good of a deal it was because I haven't, like, gotten a good handle on how much all this stuff is worth yet mm-hmm. for, for dead certain. You know, a lot of times I go into these deals and I'm kind of, like, walking. And I'm like, yeah, this would be that, uh, that area there is probably worth about 500 in those two boxes there, maybe a couple hundred piece. You know, and I'm trying to do some quick mental math, but I'm never sure mm-hmm. because there's some stuff that turns out to be duds. And then there's other stuff that turns out, like I showed you a car, like a Hot Wheels car, new in package. was like a larger car, and I'm like, dude, this is worth $100. Mm -hmm. I would have never guessed that. I I looked at that, I'm like, that's probably a $10 car. Look it up. $100 car. Okay, cool. You have have both of those, and you don't know how many gems you're going to have and how good those gems are going to be, and you don't know how many duds you're going to have, right? Right. For sure, but I mean it usually tends to work out. But I'm a little nervous on this buy, so that's why I stayed up that late. So. No,
0: that makes perfect sense. My schedule is pretty typical. Um, I don't really work weekends, besides going to garage sales, and then I'll do Monday to Friday, um, usually around eight eight thirty, because I'll be up by like five thirty or six, getting the kids ready, taking them to daycare, and then I'll work until about five five thirty. Uh but yeah now with the C word it's everything's upside down.
1: But John always kind of makes me feel bad though. Like, dude, what are you doing up? Are you crazy? WTF. You know, it's like <laughs> dude, I'm just like, like, why why do I have to work by your schedule, man? Like right. Like, like you always do that though. You always like you always get on me about like work like and I haven't been doing it as often, but you always chastise me for working these weird hours what is going on like
0: we're an old married couple or something are you <laughs> jealous like are you jealous I'm so i think i think that's what it is honestly yeah i think i am <laughs> seriously yeah i think i'm jealous i'm like damn like man i'd love to do it an all nighter and list through some stuff
1: oh yeah that would i think be that's great. i
0: think that's where it comes from
1: yeah, yeah okay it comes from jealousy. Hey. Uh, if you're not seeing the video version of this, John has that sly, sarcastic look on his face. No,
0: I'm serious, dude. Trust me. <laughs> like, back, you know, I've done some all nighters. It's just been a really long time. But yeah, like, trust me when I leave the warehouse and I'm looking at all this stuff. I'm like, man, I would love to just keep listening to stuff.
1: If you aren't on, if you aren't an eBay seller, like, here's the deal. Like my typical day: um, wake up, drink coffee ship orders, which today was crazy. Um, Go exercise for an hour and 20 minutes or so. uh, Communicate with people, maybe edit a video, maybe shoot some video, this and that, right? All these things. And none of them really make me money as far as the items that I buy. You don't really make the money on the stuff you buy, the inventory you buy, until you list it. Yep. So. That's why every now and then I'll put in an extra night's work just to like boost up the listings a little bit. If I get, you ever feel like you get bogged down in the day to day, John? Cause I, I definitely do.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I, um, <clears throat> I try to like move around a lot. So like if I, if I'm going to list 20 or more items in a day, I won't just sit down and list all 20 in a row. I'll usually list 10, And then I'll go ship what I got, you know, all the orders I got to get out. And then I might edit video for a little bit and then I'll list like 10 more items and then I'll go back and finish editing that video. Cause like, I will get bored and bogged down doing the same thing for two to three hours. I'd much rather do it for like an hour and be really productive and, you know, just crank that out and then go do something else and be productive for that hour and kind of bounce back and forth. And editing video is super boring too. Like, um, a video can take me an hour and a half or more to edit. And I just do not like sitting there staring at that screen for that long.
1: It depends on what kind of video you're editing too. Very
0: it? true. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. If you're, if I'm editing a, a garage sale video and I'm rewatching the footage and I'm seeing reactions of people and you're all these that. like yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, if I'm editing, you know, me pulling orders, it's like, kind of hard to entertain myself that way
1: right because sometimes when you're editing garage sale type vids or something like that or when you're out just out and about and uh doing things you'll find oh man what a oh this this was good oh i'm digging that but like there's never that gem when you're doing like <laughs> an, a video of you doing sh- just random stuff in the shop there or whatever we yeah. Go, oh man, I nailed that one. <laughs> that doesn't happen. That's no, not there's
0: there's no surprises when <laughs> you're doing. Oh that
1: kind of yeah, thing. that was smooth, John. Nice <laughs> work. <laughs>
0: oh god, it's so true.
1: Yes. It's so true. <laughs> I never like I never like watch one of those type of vids of my own. I'm like, oh yeah, man, good work, Lonnie. That was awesome. <laughs>
0: Pat yourself on the back.
1: (laughs) No, but I have done that on some garage sale videos. I'm like, Oh, I nailed it this time. Yeah. Here it comes. And with the garage sale
0: videos, you, you will kind of have the camera pointing in that direction, but you still don't know what you're capturing. You're just hoping that the GoPro captured what you were trying to get. And, you know, you watch it after the fact and realize it.
1: Yeah. And we're assuming of course, that the people are listening to this know that we do this, but John John puts garage sale, like him going to garage sales and buying things, uh, that those kind of videos up on his channel, Cincinnati Picker. And I do the same on my channel, Garage Flips. And, um, yeah, you never know exactly what you have whenever you – like you know what happened, but you don't know what kind of angle you got on it or how much you it picked up or yeah. – sometimes you distract a little bit and you didn't hear everything and then you hear it later on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Man, oh. I miss garage sales. Oh, me too, man. <laughs> like I looked at the weather app a little while ago mm-hmm. and the, the, the temperature I think Saturday, Saturday morning was going to be like 58 degrees and the high was going to be like 76. Oh man. I mean, just like perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect garage sale weather, prime time. And no, can't do it because all those people are going to try and give me the C word, (laughs) 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 they're they're the enemy. But are there any more listener questions? That's all
0: we've got, guys, for listener questions. So please send them in. Please go to the website, twoguyswithoutjobs.com. I'll put a link down in the description of this podcast and the video as well. If it gets published to YouTube and please send in your questions, we would love to hear
1: them. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, well I have one more thing on my list. Let's do it, man. Um, so I told you about this the other day, but, or yesterday, I think, but, um, Candace asked me if we were properly armed the other day. (laughs) and. I mean, we're not freaking out. We're not, we're not panicking or paranoid or anything like that. It's pretty much business as usual. But I'm, but the future is uncertain. So she asked me about how are we armed, and we've got basic, basically at that point we had a shotgun and a 22 pistol. And I'm like probably not good enough if something goes down. So I went to Bass Pro Shops to the gun counter, and basically the rest of the store was totally empty. I get back to the gun counter. There's about 30 people there and at the gun counter and it's take a number. There's like, you know, the, the deli, you pull a number or or (laughs) whatever, had to pull a number and I had to wait around for about an hour or so. And I, I think when I left, there were like 40 people there and I bought three guns I bought a nine millimeter. I bought a a smaller, like a a carry nine millimeter, and then I bought a twenty two plinker, another twenty two, because I like twenty twos to plink with. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: um, I bought the last box of nine millimeter ammunition they had in that store. Wow! And uh, yeah, people like if you go online right now, John, don't let this scare you. If you go online right now, try and find nine millimeter ammunition online. It's gone. Like, people are getting armed. People are buying guns. Like, people are clearing out gun stores everywhere. They're buying all, up all the ammunition. Um, so, I thought that was pretty interesting. I I thought there would be an increase, but I didn't know to what level there would be. So.
0: I'm looking on eBay now. eBay doesn't even let you sell ammunition, do they? No, you can't. Yeah, I didn't think so.
1: You can sell, like, um parts gun parts like, you know, like uh, grips or uh, you can even sell magazines up to a certain capacity. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to say the capacity you can sell up to, but if you go look at the rules, I want like, cause I remember I had, I bought a couple of years ago, I bought a bunch of AR-15 magazines and they held 20 rounds a piece and I could not sell those on eBay,
2: <laughs>
1: even though they're legal to sell. Mm -hmm. Uh, I couldn't, in some states, you can't buy those high capacity magazines. They consider those high capacity. And uh, yeah, I had to end up selling those, those local, but yeah, no ammunition at all. You can't sell and you can't sell a complete firearm of course either.
0: Yeah. You think best pro like anticipated any of that happening?
1: At, at what point do you mean?
0: Uh, I mean, I guess at some point they did anticipate it, but it couldn't have been more than like a few days out.
1: Uh, I would say they probably did, wouldn't you? If they like, did, they, if they did, they would have ran out of ammo. But they don't make it. They don't make the ammo. Yeah, but you know they've got a stockpile somewhere. I mean, the supply chain—you would think. I I just don't think it's same reason why you can't get a roll of toilet paper anywhere. Yeah. You know, like, and I actually read an article about toilet paper, too, where they're saying, "Hey, our factories are running 24 hours a day already." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can't make more toilet paper." yeah, which is amazing to me, like you think, "Oh, just crank it up and we'll make some more, yeah. but that's not a fact. like they don't yeah they they would have to bring in more employees, add on to factories, you know all the machines and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that for well, temporary, you know. Especially knowing that the next 3 months, ain't nobody going to buy any toilet paper cuz they already right. got, you know. Yep. Kajillion rolls.
0: My dad works for P&G and he's a buyer. <clears throat> he's a buyer for them and he buys all the parts of those big machines for toilet paper and diapers and Oh, really? All that stuff. Yeah, that's what he does. And he said that they are shifting a lot of their huge plants so like diapers and I think paper towels, they're shifting to masks.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And they're going to try to churn out a bunch of masks. It seems to me like they're a little bit late to the game on that, but I don't know. Okay, I'm sure Did there's a
1: demand for it. Like, didn't you? That's didn't you think that? I think we all assume that, you know, America's got that can-do spirit. You know, like World War II happens, right? And now all these factors and they're making airplanes and submarines and ammunition and this and that. And everybody's pitching into the old effort, you know, or then like, or the, or we're trying to get to the moon, you know, and that old can do attitude, they make it happen. Right. Against all odds. But right now, man, it doesn't feel like we have that can do attitude. Like we don't have tests. There's no vaccine. We don't have masks. We don't have toilet paper. You know, we don't have these uh ventilators. Like there's all this stuff we don't have, and it's like, well, we don't have it, but I don't yeah. see like okay, we don't have it, but let's how let's get it. Like, how are we gonna get this? Right? Like, can't we make this happen? <laughs> What's
0: the plan? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I don't I don't understand. Like, I just figured I just assumed we could do anything here, but I, I guess we can't.
0: Nope. We won't get too much into that, but yeah, that's, it's sad. And people aren't looking out for each other. They're just looking out for themselves. I've been seeing pictures of, you know, people filling carts with with meat, just like hundreds of packages of meat that they're just buying it all up. It's panic. Yeah.
1: Just total panic. I I saw a, um, on Facebook, which man, you got to stay off of Facebook, dude. Like if you don't, if you're not freaked out, go go hang out on Facebook (laughs) a little bit and then you'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> today was a good day for me because i was too busy for any of that stuff you know yeah so and it it made it a better day but i watched facebook yesterday uh, there was a uh, somebody did like a live facebook stream and she followed these people out and they had like this cart just i mean two carts just piled with all paper products oh you know God. like toilet paper paper towels um kleenex you know, napkins, all that. just like tr- a truckload and a minivan load full of this stuff. Man. And I'm thinking like, why? Like, yeah, these people are ridiculous. And she was out there yelling at them and hey, I'm gonna make this mm-hmm. gonna go viral. And, you know, this <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, publicly shaming them or whatever. But, right. but I was thinking like, why did the store sell all that to them?
0: Hey guys, we had some technical audio difficulties while recording this. We lost about 30 seconds of the show. So we're just going to cut to the end now. Sorry about that. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. And we will have another episode next week. Please send in your questions. We would love to hear from you.
1: Yep. thank Thanks a lot for listening. And uh, yeah, check us out on YouTube. Uh, guys Without Jobs, I think, on YouTube. John's going to put the link there. We will see y'all again. Our... You'll hear us or see us again next week.
0: Yep. Bye guys. Don't get the C word.